Hello, listeners. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> I'm letting this whole fucking song go. Trying to stay light on my toes. Just ran a light in the rose. Told me I'm looking exhausted. You hit it right on the nose. I'm tired of all of these niggas. I'm tired of all of these hoes. Worry about taking my lane. They ain't even got on the road. Facts. They turn their back and they leave you. Facts. They gonna be back when they need you. I practice good over evil, flipping the script like a read-through Yeah, all of my brothers we equal, I play my part too like a sequel You tell your niggas you got them on anything, question is do they believe you Especially when you never come through So much hate inside your heart, we don't even know what we done to you We just know shit getting run through, never chase it, let it come to you You out here telling everybody everything, you niggas move like the one too. Yeah you know, there's just sometimes in life you just gotta get some stuff off your chest. Songs just kind of perfectly sum up how you feel. It's been one of those weeks. Um, yeah, I just feel like I had to play that one. But also, there was a movie that came out over the weekend that we went and saw that we'll talk about in a little while. And there was no good songs on the second soundtrack, but the first soundtrack has an all-timer. Um, you know what this one is. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your you dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. Come on and slam. Welcome to episode 96 mm. of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with longtime guest and no-time caller, Mr. <laughs> Alec White. Al, how are you, man? Good. It's a great day. It is a good day. Yeah, it's been yeah. a good day so far. I mean, it's only 11.05. It's 11 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean, you know. Yeah. It's hump day. You yeah. know, it's cool. We're here. I'm happy to be here in studio. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the few things that uh, gives me the biggest joy in life. So <laughs> this and the dogs, man, it's, it's really those two things for me. Personally. And fantasy football. And fantasy football, yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to give a special shout out real quick to all the SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Sound. Oh, sorry, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, streaming, downloading. However, you are, I appreciate it very much. I also have free podcast hats. If you guys want some podcast hats for free, just hit me up on Instagram at Blake Mayfield twenty three or on Facebook. It is just Blake Mayfield on there. And also, I'm working on getting some business cards actually. So, mm-hmm. like when I go around town, a lot of people ask for a card, and I don't have them, and it's kind of embarrassing. Um, and also, there's like a thing. And I'm using Vistaprint because I feel like that's just the easiest thing. You can yeah. get like a, a T-shirt for like eleven dollars with like your yeah. logo and shit. So I might have Blake Mayfield podcast shirts coming out pretty soon. And then I've had a lot of questions about like hoodies and stuff. Hoodies will happen this fall. I don't have a specific time or anything like that. We don't need them right now. It's too fucking hot. I, oh my god, it's too fucking hot. But before we know it, it's going to be cold as shit. Yeah. It's going to be the holidays. Those I'm not going to give away for free. They're way too expensive to make, especially if you want them embroidered the way I want them. They're going to be. They're going to cost you something, so we'll see what the price will be, but I do want to let you guys know hoodies are in the mix as of right now. I have no timetable, nothing like that, um, but I do have another shipment of hats coming in, so let me know if you want a hat. And then also, I want to give a special shout-out to JBL Hardscapes. Thank you guys very much for being the first sponsor of this podcast. It's the second time I'm giving you guys a shout-out. Um, let's see. I'm trying to work on my... Uh, <laughs> 
my advertisement voice here. Working on that dream garden of yours, cleaning up your property to try and sell your home, need a place for the kids and dogs to run around, contact JBL Hardscapes today and ask for Derek to get that dream lawn you've always wanted. I hope that went over well with the yeah. listeners, but we'll see. As for my guy, Derek Berry, shout out to him. He's a loyal listener of the podcast and he agreed to be the first sponsor. I thought that was super fucking cool of him because yeah, he didn't have to do that. So shout out to him. And without further ado, let's get into it. So last night, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals for the first time in 50 years since uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson were on the team, man. They beat the Phoenix Suns four games to two. Giannis Antetokounmpo won Finals MVP. Al, I'll let you go, man. What does this title mean for the Bucks? And are you surprised by the champion this season? Because I know I am. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised they came out of the East once we knew Kyrie wasn't healthy and James Harden was kind of playing on one leg, basically. Um, once that kind of happened you kind of felt the bucks were the best team remaining i mean the hawks were there but you know I, d- I don't really think the hawks really had a shot at taking taking the series away from them for what it means for milwaukee man i mean it's huge because Gian- there was a lot of talk before this year that Giannis was gonna go to golden state or Giannis was gonna go to la or <laughs> he was gonna go to miami but he said right he said no fuck that you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here i don't i don't want to go do the super team thing i want to stay here i mean they they didn't really form a super team, but they you know formed a really good team. Um, so I mean for Milwaukee, it's huge. I mean it it because Budenholzer he was probably going to get fired if they didn't make it to the finals this year. Absolutely, and he just saved himself his job, and he did a hell of a job after the they lost those first two games. Um, what it means for Giannis, I mean, it's it's kind of self explanatory because we we've kind of talked about Giannis being a superstar, but we've kind of been waiting for him to be able to do it on the national stage. And he absolutely put on a show during those six games. Even the games that they lost, he w- was by far and away the best player on the court. Um, and what it means for Milwaukee, man, I mean, did they start a dynasty? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. They got they lost a couple guys, but they had guys like Bobby Portis step up. Who I, I've always loved Bobby Portis. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's, just, he's just one of those guys. He's just an energy guy. He plays the game hard. Like, you just, you just love watching him play. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's huge for Milwaukee. It's huge for basketball because it, it shows that you can win an NBA championship while being not only in a small market, but not, you know, having a super team. I mean, it, it helps when some of those guys are hurt, but injuries are a part of sports. It happens every single year. Um, so it's, it's, it's cool to see a small market team win. And I hope that it's a trend of not seeing LeBron and stuff every single year. So that's, that's kind of my take on it. Okay. So, I want to give a congrats to the Bucks, and we can get into all the injuries and stuff like that, but I want to give some perspective. I feel like us as sports fans, we do this way, we do this entirely too much, okay? We do this thing where we expect these guys to win titles, like right when they get into the league. I'm going to take you through some superstars that have won titles in the last decade, and I'm going to take you through how long it took each of them to get there. Let's take the first example, LeBron James. Took him nine seasons. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Durant, 10 seasons. Both of those guys had to switch teams. Steph Curry got it a little early, got it in the seventh season, him and Clay. Um, that's also another one of those years where injuries, they didn't have to meet the Clippers, they met the Rockets instead. Like right. you can go, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Love, we know all that kind of stuff. But like you said, injuries are a part of sports. Giannis is in his eighth season. Kawhi Leonard, I know he won the one on Spurs when he was 22. I don't know if he was really the best player. That had to do a lot with the team. On the Raptors, that was his eighth season. And he was the best player on that team. So you got to give him that. 
All these guys don't win till they're in eight, nine, ten years into the league. It takes a super long time in basketball for these guys to really develop, really get to where they need to be. And I just feel like we have this thing with Giannis where, oh, 2019, he should have won it. You know, they should have beat the Raptors and, and all this stuff. But it's like, I didn't realize he was only 26 when he won the title yesterday. Yeah. And it's like he was just entirely too young, man. Like, Kawhi won the finals MVP at 22. LeBron went to the 2007 finals against the Spurs at 22. Like, stuff like that is an anomaly, though. That's not the rule. That's not the standard. It's more so you don't get there till your late 20s, early 30s, and you are you put in a decade of work. Yep. It's just one of those things. It takes a while for guys to arrive, as you say. Um, as far as the super team thing, I mean, the Bucks may be considered a super team now. I, I agree with you. I don't really think so because I don't think Middleton or Drew Holiday is a super-duper star. Where Giannis is the best player in, in basketball. He's the best player in the world. But there's not that second guy. You know, there's no Steph or KD or wh- whoever you want to put for the second guy. There's no Dwayne Wade. There's no Kyrie. There's no AD. There's no... Uh, the Raptors didn't really have a second uh, superstar as well. But injuries, mm-hmm. you know, injuries were a part of that. So it's just one of those things where you usually expect two or three guys to be there. But not only did Coach Bud save his job, because absolutely he did. He would have been canned if that was a three by Kevin Durant in the second yeah. round in game seven. Yeah. But also that Drew Holiday trade would have been an abomination. Oh, yeah. Three first rounders and like what? One or two guys off the bucks for mm-hmm. one fucking guy. And it worked out. I mean, when you got to put your chips in the middle of the table, you just you got to see what's going to work out. Um, it's just one of those things, but uh, congrats to the Bucks, man. I mean, I, I didn't think they were going to win it. I, I still thought, especially when Giannis went down with that hyperextended knee, it was like, it just felt like it was the Suns the entire time. And the shift came in game four when Giannis blocked Aiton on the alley-oop from, I think it was Booker. It's a hell of a play. That, I mean, hell of a play. And that was the turning point. That's when like the tide shifted. Everyone goes to game five and it came down to the stretch and it did, you know, Phoenix was up by 16 at home and they quite frankly should have won that game. But I feel like this series may have kind of been over since that block in game four. That was kind of like the, you know, turning point. That was like the, the, the time where you knew that it was going to be the bucks. And it's been a long time coming. I feel like, I mean, the Mm -hmm. last two years that, like I said, 2019 lost in the Eastern conference finals, 2020 lost in the second round of the heat who went to the finals. I mean, they've lost to teams that have won or went to the finals. It's not like they're getting beat by trash ass teams or, you know, guys like the fucking Hawks or guys like the, the Knicks are coming in and beating them. That's not the case. Um, and the bucks, as far as a dynasty, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think next year, Nets are going to be in the fold. The Sixers are probably going to get Dame Lillard, if we're being honest. I feel like there's just a lot of things that can happen. And I feel like for both these teams, it was one of the rare titles where this was your one shot. And whoever yeah. didn't win, sorry. It, you know what I mean? It wasn't your time. And, and the Suns really should have won this series. I mean, that's the big thing. We yeah. can get into that in a little while. But, I mean, it's just like the Suns really should have came out on top of this thing. But is Giannis now the best player in the world? I think he is, and I don't, I don't even think it's close. When you when you factor in everything about being like everything that comes into being the best basketball player, offense, defense, he's. By, I think he's by far probably the best defender in the NBA. He's right up. I mean, Ben Simmons is good, and Giannis is right up there with him. But obviously, Giannis is peaks and valleys above Ben Simmons when it comes to offense. And I mean, we talked about it on the way here. Giannis is a walking thirty ball every night. He could go and get it sixty tomorrow if he wanted to. He's that good because there's not anyone in the league that can, in my opinion, that can effectively guard him. Like, how do you guard a guy that big that's that quick that can basically, he has the finisher badge from 2K basically. 
Um, <laughs> That's going. I mean, if he if he develops a mid range jump shot, he he's going to be unstoppable. Or if he can shoot eighty percent from the free throw line, it's, I mean, he's, he's going to he he could break a lot of scoring records if he wanted to. And I I mean. I told you yesterday, uh, I seen it on Twitter, and that's what made me send it to you. I was like, we've officially entered the Giannis era of the NBA where you have that best player for a couple, or however many years. And I think this is the start of Giannis being the best player in the NBA. I don't know how long it's going to last, but that I do think that's what's happening. See, I- I'm going to push back. I feel like that's a little premature because I don't think the Bucks win the title next year. And, oh, I don't think so either. And you can't go two or three, four years ahead because injuries and just everything happening. But I, I don't see the Bucks running it back. And I mean, all respect to them, and this is their moment. But it's just, and this is what we do. This is what fucking analysts, this is what all the fans do. It's just, you know. But I mean, let's be honest, man. It, it, the Nets, right there. Okay. Absolutely. Kyrie and Harden, they're always going to be hurt, especially Kyrie. But we'll see what happens. I mean, they were this close. I mean, Kevin Durant was this fucking close, man. He was an inch away from beating them. Okay. And then Philly, I think they're getting Dame Lillard. Dame and Embiid, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Doc Rivers, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a big question mark, but maybe that was more Ben Simmons than Doc Rivers. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And that's just in his conference. Let's go to the West. Lakers are going to be back. Kawhi has a torn ACL, so I th- I'm taking the Clippers out of the equation for next year, but the Suns are going to be just as good. I Denver's going to get Murray back. Denver will get, I mean. Utah's going to do something. I sure hope so. Golden I sure State. hope so. Golden State's going to be the big one. Yeah. We got to see what Clay's going to do, though. Yes. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of things that, you know, in a seven game series, is Giannis going to be able to pound AD and LeBron? If they, like, let's just say that's the hypothetical matchup. Is he going to be able to go down there with, with the Joker and bounce around? I see, mean, I think, I think he absolutely shreds either of those guys, anyway, if you want my opinion. Because I don't, AD, I don't. It's hard to say just because he was injured most of the year, so you, you kind of forget how good he is defensively. So I'll have to see how Giannis matches up with him in particular. But Giannis would torch, torch Jokic. I mean, Jokic is way too slow. <laughs> Jokic. I love me some Jokic, but that he don't play no defense. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I just, I don't know. There's so many things up in the air. And I'll tell you this much. Coach Bud saved his job for at least another 100%. five years. Yeah. Giannis... This all started kind of back when he chose to stay. Yes. I feel like that kind of took a big monkey off the back of the city and the franchise. And that was this season, right? That was that the very was beginning this, of this, this season. This offseason, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when that happened, it was like, okay, so we have this guy and the city of Wisconsin or the state of Wisconsin doesn't have to worry about losing a second superstar in the same year, Aaron Rodgers and Giannis, and they can just lose one of them and they'll be fine. Um I just feel like there's a lot of things that fell into place. Obviously, Drew Holiday, you know, and I mean, we ran and raved about him last podcast, or you especially, and yes. I mean, he showed up. He, he definitely showed up, and I just, I don't know. I don't want to take away from the moment, man, but is Giannis the best player? Yeah, as of right now, absolutely he is. I don't think LeBron's there anymore. LeBron will never be the best player in the world again. He's just, you know, the age and just how he's going to play. I, I feel like he's finally maybe going to give himself a break and make AD the number one guy, unless he has to be number one if AD's hurt. Um, Jokic won the MVP. He's not the best player in the world. No. Kevin Durant, we'll see. I mean, I know they're going to be in the Olympics, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I expect Team USA to win gold, and the best player on Team USA has to be the best player in the world, you know, quote-unquote, hypothetically. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't know if that's the case. I don't yeah. know if that's the deal. Well, I think he's the best player in the USA, but Giannis isn't from the USA. Right. He's from Greece. Yeah. So Giannis, I think, is the best player in the world right now. I also like how he answered the bell on two of Kobe's... Um, 
things that he wanted yes. him to do. Yeah. But that's crazy. Jokic won an MVP this year, and Kobe said he needed to. You know, that was his challenge. And then Giannis's was to win a title, and they both happened same year. So I think that stuff that Kobe said, like even obviously before he passed, they didn't take lightly because I think Kobe's well, he's obviously one of the all time greats, but I think he was arguably the most respected player of all time. Just yeah. the way he went about working, just the way he went about playing. I mean, anyone you talk to, like, had glowing reviews of Kobe. Like, you know, people have had, like, you know, bad stories about MJ or LeBron. But you never <laughs> you never hear a bad story about Kobe. And I think right. that's something we don't, we shouldn't take lightly, obviously, looking back on him now. Except Shaq. And, and even Shaq was just, he's like, look, my little brother. You yeah. know, we had a disagreement. You know, I wanted them in jail. But that, I think that's months. just two competitors. Right. I don't. I don't think it's, you know. Plus, I mean, Shaq, I mean, come on, man. Like, you Would you like if someone called you a fat fuck every time you go? To, like, I wouldn't. You hey, know that, what I mean? If that's what it's got to take to get you to drop 35 <laughs> and win us a championship, I'll call you a fat fuck every day of the week. Kobe would sit there. And <laughs> Kobe was a maniac. Man. He sat there and called Shaq a fat ass to his face. And if that's it. what you got to do, man. <laughs> it worked, I guess. Oh, man. So, Giannis, yeah, I mean, he has the crown. To answer this question and wrap it up, I think he absolutely has the crown right now. I think he's the best player in the world. Um, and I'll give it to him for this next season, but you know there's going to be a lot of pushback, man. You know as soon as the next season starts, well, you know, it, it's going to be a Luca, whole Luca's of, coming. Luca's right there, but it's also going to be, you know, oh, well, they had a bunch of people that were hurt. And, oh, well, you know, there's always going to be the fucking thing. Oh, well, yeah. they faced the Suns, and Chris Paul's a, a notorious choker, which we'll get into him next. And, you know, oh, the Lakers, they just got Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan, whoever the fuck they're going to get. You know what I mean? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I mean, I, I don't I don't know about that, though. Russell Westbrook. I don't know about that. Those guys want $40 million a year. And it's for LA, what? Man. It's L.A. They got blank checks. No, I understand that, but at the same time, does it equate to winning? Do I want Russell Westbrook on my team? Fuck, I wouldn't. Because, I mean, how he's many guy, shots? He's a proven guy you can't win with. Right. Chris Paul. I feel like this kind of puts the nail on the coffin. He's a proven guy you can't win with. Yeah. You know, unless he has someone better than him there. If you expect him to be the leader, it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And he could be one of the best leaders in NBA history and one of the best point guards, which I, I think he is in both. Um, and, and that goes for more than just being on the team. I feel like that's also just the, the NBA PA being the president of that, the players association, the state farm commercials. He's super famous for those. Um, but I mean, look, man, Chris Paul turned into Cliff Paul. Yeah. More times than not. Um, and we can get into him right now. Is Chris Paul the biggest heartbreaker in NBA history? Cause when I'm going through this, what do you mean by heartbreaker? Someone that it's like getting stood up on a date. Okay, I don't okay. know about you. You have good success with women. Okay, and we don't have to go into it. Shout out to Hannah. We love Hannah. I don't have good luck with women. I'm used to this kind of shit. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm used to getting blocked. I'm used to getting stood up. Like, not, not used to, but it's happened. Okay, it, it's something that it wouldn't surprise me to put it to you like that. I feel like Chris Paul is the ultimate. You're, you're snapping with Chris Paul. <laughs> he might send you a nude or two. Okay. Might send you some nice, you know, like the monkey covering the eyes emoji. Might do all that shit. The flirting, the, the texting, hitting you back in two seconds kind of thing. Leaving you on deliver for eight hours just to fuck with you. He's doing all the games. All the games we do that I can't fucking stand in our generation. He's doing that. Then you get to the night. Made reservations. You picked out some nice clothes. You went to Kohl's. You went to American Eagle with one of your boys. Got a nice new shirt. Yeah, nice dress shirt. Like your boy was like, yeah, man, like I think that's cool. I get those shoes though because the shoes got to be clean. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know if I'd wear the Jordans. Might want to save that, you know. But you get all sorts of setup and ready. Reservations. You know what you're. You know what you're gonna fucking eat. You yeah. know what's gonna be good. Shit. You might even know what the bill's gonna fucking cost. Then you get there, 
and you wait 90 minutes, you eat by yourself, you're depressed the whole time, you're texting your boys like, man, I don't know where she's at. That is what Chris Paul is. Okay. He's a heartbreaker. Yeah. I can't think of many other guys that are bigger heartbreakers. I have two candidates, John Stockton, Carl Malone, back-to-back finals, Jordan game five, 97 flu game. They let that get away at home. Obviously game six, 98 Rodman's a fucking drunk. Scotty Pippen can't even get up and down the court with a broken fucking back basically. And they let Jordan have 45 in their home arena, including the most iconic shot ever. The game six shot. Yeah. Um, there's just not many other candidates. I mean, I'd say Jerry West, but he won a title, but he lost how many finals? Eight, nine finals on the Lakers? Will Chamberlain, one of the biggest heartbreakers, still won a title. I think Chris Paul may be up there as far as someone that lets you down more times than he has come through for you. I mean, he, absolutely. He is the ultimate, if we're going on a blind date, I'm standing you up kind of thing. He is the ultimate, let's make plans, and I had different plans come up guy. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I said it last part. I said... He's had that stigma around him his whole career. Whenever you've needed him, where's Chris Paul? Nobody knows. It's like, where's Waldo? It really is. <laughs> but <laughs> when the going gets tough, it seems like he's never there. Yeah. When someone like Drew Holiday comes in as a bulldog in his face, what does he do? He folds. He turns the ball over five times, which is very un-Chris Paul-like, but in the finals or just in the playoffs in general, is that really on Chris Paul? Because Chris Paul has notoriously not been there when you needed him in the playoffs, and when he has been there, he hasn't been good. You know, he was obviously in Houston. He was hurt, so we'll give you know that that was a, a legitimate injury. Um, but it's just that that's been the thing his whole career. It's it's you get injured in the first round, you get injured in the second round, or if you're not injured, you're just not good. And I think for someone that makes forty three million dollars a year someone that's made $20 million a year for who even knows how long at least that's it. it, it, it I don't want to say overrated, but in my opinion, highly overrated. Chris Paul, let's, uh, let's go through this man. Game five. Oh, I got it. I got it written down right here. That's my notes. <laughs> I got, I got, okay. I, I'll let you go. Okay. I'll, I'll let you go. So I got the game by game breakdown, every, like the top three players every, every of uh, each team. Okay. We'll just do Chris Paul. Yeah, we'll go Chris. So Paul. Chris Paul in game one, 32, four and nine, a great game. Game two, 23, four and eight, a pretty good game. Game three, this is when uh, Coach Bud made the adjustment for Drew Holiday to start picking him up three quarters of the way down the court. 19 points, which isn't terrible. Nope. No rebounds, nine assists, four turnovers. Obviously, the Bucks won that game by 20 points. Devin Booker struggled a lot in that game. Right. Um, game four, the game where Devin Booker scored 42. Chris Paul, 10 points. Mm. Five turnovers. Mm. Game five, the biggest game of the series. He goes 21-2-11, which isn't terrible, but you still lose by four points. And, I mean, that's a pretty good stat line, but for the guy that's supposed to be your number one, I need more out of you in a game five. Devin Booker scores 40. Chris Paul, you need to score at least 30. Absolutely. Game six, he has 26, 2, and 5, obviously. But, you know, that, that, that game, I mean, that game, once they, the Bucks kind of took the momentum, that game was over. That game, you could tell it what they weren't coming back. Those games were after, uh, was after game two, Chris Paul did what Chris Paul does. And I, I, I don't think that's going to change in his career. He's Houdini. He is, hundred percent. What's that one Drake line? 
On that one, uh, David Blaine last summer, man, you had to vanish. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. It's the summertime, and Chris Paul vanished like David Blaine. I'll tell you who else vanished. Who? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, but he's not this legendary fucking... No, but he was he was absolutely going off for them throughout the whole playoffs. He was having a great playoffs. 10 points, 6 points, 12 points. I didn't expect Aiden to have this big series, though. I, I didn't... He wasn't going to be the X Factor. He never was in finals MVP contention for me. I didn't expect him no, to do anything. But we did talk about which big three was going to have the better series. We did. whichever big three had the better series was going to win. I had Suns, you had Bucks. And in each game, whoever won, that big three outscored the other big three, which isn't surprising, I guess. But in games... In game five, the Bucks outscored them by seven. In game four... The Bucks outscored them by 21 in the game where Booker had 40. That's bad. Game three, that is where Devin Booker had 10 points. What is that? 33 points. Game six, 22. Your big three did not come through. Devin Booker came through. Yeah. Chris Paul let you down. DeAndre Ayton kind of let you down because like you said, I didn't think he was going to have a big impact. So... I have some different stats pulled up here. Okay. Not from this series. This is why Chris Paul is the biggest heartbreaker in NBA history. This is why Chris Paul is the ultimate. We talked on the phone for an hour or two. I'm really into you. When we get together, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. But you didn't show up to the date. Okay. That, that's why he's this guy. And, 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 and pause for all that. If you're, if you're immature, pause. Uh, <laughs> game 5, 2014. Second round. Oklahoma City Thunder, Los Angeles Clippers. Thunder win the game 105-104 in OKC. Series was tied 2-2. Chris Paul ball on his hands, buck 30 to go. I think Clippers are up by six or seven, maybe eight points, something like that. I don't have the exact thing. They're up by a few baskets. Turns it over, comes back down, turns it over, comes back down, hammy injury. That's 2014. My favorite, the all-timer, a game that I remember just because the shock of the crowd I've never seen or heard a crowd this traumatized in any sport since, okay? I mean, there's very few scenarios I could think of where a crowd is just not even stunned because they Mm -hmm. just kind of fucking saw it coming. 2015 Western Conference semifinals, game six in Los Angeles, Clippers-Rockets. Harden's on the bench, Corey Brewer and Josh Smith, seven threes together in the fourth quarter. They come back down from, I think, a 21-point deficit in the third quarter to win by 10. No injuries, no nothing. Just a straight gag job. Going to the dentist, they got to take some x-rays, stick down the throat, gag. That's all that was. 2017 first round, Clippers Jazz. Not only does Blake Griffin go out with, I think, a staph infection or something like that. I don't think it was an injury. I think he got like some weird infection or some shit, some Mm -hmm. weird disease. Um, But Chris Paul also pulls a hamstring. Okay. That summer, sign and trade to the Houston Rockets. 2018 game five, Rockets Warriors. I fucking hate the Warriors at this point. Kevin Durant. Oh, everyone did. Everyone did. We all want to see them lose. They won the title last year. It's been one of the most boring two or three season stretch in NBA fucking history at this point. And then what do you know? Chris Paul running layup or floater pulls the hammy when he comes up. Rockets were up 3-2, lose the series 4-3, including game seven in Houston where they missed 27 straight three-pointers. No Chris Paul for either of those games. Terrible. 2019, game six Western Conference semifinals. Chris Paul and James Harden up by, I think, eight at the half. Steph Curry, zero points. Goose egg. Fucking disappearing act. Playing David Blaine's role. 
Next thing you know, 33 in the second half. In game six in Houston, the crowd traumatized. They're not surprised, though. They, I mean, baffled, just absolutely, like, never going to forget this night kind of thing. Warriors go on to lose the finals to the Raptors. 2020, game seven, first round. I don't hold this against them. The Thunder were not that great of a team. You had mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis, still a young guy. He's still a young guy right now. But Rockets, game seven in the bubble, you lose to Westbrook and Harden. And you were in that game the entire time. Then he gets traded to Phoenix right before this season starts. And yet again, like you said, you went through all the stats. What do you have? Game four, 10 points. Game five, 10 points. 10 well, points, game four. He had 21, game five. I can't think of a guy that literally has choked and or gotten hurt at the worst time possible more than Chris Paul. In it's, NBA it's, history. It's like clockwork, too. Seriously. you can. It's right on time every time. It's like Amazon fucking Prime with Chris See, Paul. But that's the thing. He, There was no injuries this time. He just fucking choked. He did go vegan. I don't he, give a fuck. He still <laughs> choked. He choked on some grass. He went vegan because he kept getting injured. I think it was after that uh, Houston injury. I think he, he did a plan. I don't know if he's vegan, but he did like a plant-based diet. No more meat. As you say, no more chicken wings with Harden and Lou Will and Jack Harlow. Uh, well, shout out to Jack Harlow. And um, I just, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't gotten hurt ever since, so that was good. He lost 20, 25 pounds. Good for him. But it didn't equate to him being more clutch. I mean, no. it's like. <laughs> Fuck No. <laughs> Eating grass is not going to make you more clutch. There's more than eating grass to being vegan. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, you know. <laughs> I know but, it's not, you're not fucking going out and eating like a cow does in the grass field. Like, right, I know right, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're not getting a plate it's, of grass it's, delivered. It's going either. to Roots and getting a $25 eight ounce drink. You know what though? Those are good. They're good, but I, you know, it's gone in like two minutes. And then you shit it right out and it's yeah. just like, God, oh, dude, like fucking A. It makes you realize how unhealthy you are. Because when that when stuff like that just goes through, it's like, okay, I, I eat like shit. Like, yeah. Th- that should not have happened that quick. Um, anyway, to wrap this up, man. Excuse me. I got the burps. Um, Chris Paul, there's been, I just think I just named off, what, four, five different examples. And two of them involved hammy injuries. Yep. He figured that out. And that's why I bring up the vegan shit. He figures that out. But it, it's this weird, this was his time, man. Oh, absolutely. And they were up 2-0. You're up 2-0. I understand games three and four in Milwaukee. I thought Milwaukee was going to win both those games. I had Suns and six. I had Suns games one and two, Bucks three and four, Suns five and six. And it just didn't. And they were right there in game five. And then Booker just turns the corner. He has no idea Drew Holiday's right there. Drew steals the ball. Hell of a play. Giannis comes, dunks the ball. Hell of a play. Chris Paul shoves him in the midair. I'm like, Chris Paul's way too smart. Once again. To do that. Hell of a play. It was a good play. And... Then Giannis just stares at the crowd, and that's when you know, like it's just it's over with, man. It's yep. just it's done. Wrap it up. And, and but even then, they had a chance. Giannis, you know, one, two, yeah, three. He misses the fucking free throw, gets his own rebound, and gets it to Middleton. Yeah. So they had all these chances. They had all this all this time to try and figure this out. No adjustments. I, I just, how do they live with themselves, man? Because I don't think Booker and them are ever getting back to another finals as long as he's a Phoenix son. I don't think so either. Depending on obviously if they were to make other moves and who those other moves would be. But I, if with this squad right now, I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't they're even not, know without Chris Paul, are they even a top five team in the West? They're not getting Dame. No, God, no. I mean, and, who the fuck else is available? Who's a free agent this off season? No one. Giannis was the big fish. He's staying. Yeah. So who else are we going to go get? You're going to go get Kawhi. Have fun. 
Right. You're going to go get Paul. No, Paul George is coming to Sacramento. No one can have Paul George. Oh, my God. Paul George. We're not going to bring it up. We're not going to bring it up. You brought it up. <laughs> I ain't going to bring it up. Kings, are going, for, Kings is- are going for Dame, by the way. Yeah, they're not going to get him. No, because he'd have to give up at least Fox or Halliburton, probably both of them. And Bagwell. He could, yeah. and I sold my Bagley cards today, by the way. Did you? For 20 you, bucks, you, all of them. You finally let go of them, huh? I finally let go, yeah. That's good. Sometimes you got to let go of toxic relationships. Yeah, he was a very toxic relationship. You know, <laughs> He's like my relationship with Blake Bortles. Very toxic. <laughs> it was like I said a few weeks ago, man. Like, great sex, passionate. When you guys are, you know, like the, when you get chocolates and flowers for each other every day, it's great. Smacking her ass on the way by in the kitchen. It's fantastic. When you're arguing and she keys your fucking car. Oh, he keyed my car. And throws detergent in your fucking gas tank. That's not fun. Yeah. That's not toxic. Or yeah. th- that is toxic. Th- yeah. th- that's not what you want out of a relationship. Um, it's crazy shit like that actually happens in relationships. Like detergent in my gas tank. That's like, wild. <laughs> my car is ruined. Yeah. The fuck's your No, problem? that's wild. <laughs> Um, so yeah, man, it just, it is what it is. Chris Paul, biggest heartbreaker in NBA history. I can't even come up with a number two at this point because everyone else I could think of either won a title, like I said, a Jerry West or a Wilt, or they're just, they haven't choked that many fucking times on stages where Clippers were better in 2014 than the Thunder, man. They were better in 2015 than Houston, 2017, the jazz, you know, uh, who knows? I, I, I don't remember that team very well, but Clippers were on their way out. Yeah. 2018, the Warriors were better, but they had them by the balls. And then, I mean, just come on, man. Steph had 33 in the second half. I mean, it's just like get real. Yeah. Um, Where do both these teams go from here, though, man? They both made the finals. Injury riddled year. Still kind of a COVID year. Everyone's wearing masks in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And if you take a look at the fucking trends, I think we're going to go back to that again this fall. But yeah. who knows, man? I'm so over it. But where do both these teams go from here, in your opinion? So if I'm... I mean, it... If I'm Milwaukee, I want to beef up the bench a little bit because I mean, either anyway, when you get to the finals, it's going to be an eight man rotation. Like that's that's just how it's going to be. Um, but you can't count on Bobby Portis that much. I mean, Bobby Portis has been a journeyman his whole career. Can you count on him to come in and give you good minutes? Yeah, but he's not going to come in and do what he did in these playoffs. Are I mean, probably not at least. So if I'm them, like I think your starting lineup is set with Holiday, Divincenzo is coming back from injury next year. And then you got Middleton, Giannis. Maybe I mean, do you want to go out and find another center? But it's like I'd I'd rather have Giannis play the five and just run small. Yeah, because that was how that was. I mean, really, one of the turning points was when they put Giannis at the five. Um, so I'd probably beef up the bench a little bit, give Giannis and you know Holiday and Middleton a little more a little more time in the in the season, so they're not playing forty two minutes every game. For Phoenix, man, I don't know. It all depends on what Chris Paul does. I mean, really, if I could, I don't want to say like. Because I don't know how much you can upgrade over Chris Paul in the trade market just because I don't think Dame is realistic because I don't think you really have anything that you'd be willing to give up for him unless you were willing to give up Aiton or... Booker. It'd probably be... I mean, if it wasn't Booker, it'd probably be at least Aiton and Bridges and probably at six or seven draft picks. Because I seen a report <laughs> that said that if you want Dame, it's two young players, four first-round picks, and three pick swaps. That's a fucking Jesus haul. Christ. Yeah. So I don't see them making a trade like that. Um, if Chris Paul does leave, which what I that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, who who's even out there? It's like you said, who can you go get? And I mean, do you do you let campaign run the point? I hope not, because if you run let campaign, you hate campaign. I don't. I love campaign. I just he's I, he was on the Shanghai Sharks two seasons. <laughs> hey, it don't, it don't lie. That's where he was. 
Is that seriously where he was? I don't know if he was in the Shanghai Sharks, but he was over there somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, but where you go from here, I I, I don't know. You're not because you're not in no man's land. You you got your foundation set. You got Booker. You got Aiden. I think Chris Paul's gone, so I'm not going to count Chris Paul. And you got Bridges, who I like a lot. And Monty's going to be the coach. Monty's your coach. And, I mean, I don't know. I Do you let Booker run the point and go get a, a shooting guard? I don't know. It's they're, they're a really hard one to figure out for me. I think, at best, the Suns get the fifth or sixth seed in the West next year. Oh, I think so, too. Because I, I really don't think Chris Paul's coming back. No. I think he's going to go he's going to go to LA or he's going to go to New York. He's you know, he's going to go wherever's going to give him the most money for the last last contract of his career. I don't think it'd make much sense basketball-wise. Can you imagine like a Dame and Chris Paul team up in Philly? No. I don't I don't think it would make sense either. Dame is more of a two though, for really keep if we're keeping it real. I mean, maybe. He could handle of course, but Chris Paul's definitely the I mean, if those two were together then yeah. Yeah. But I I I don't think those two could play together. Okay, so you think Chris Paul is going to be a Laker, basically? I think he's. Gonna, I think he's either a Laker or a Nick. I think it's Knicks one of those. Don't make two. much sense to me, though. You know what they got? National Square Garden. They got a blank check. They got Spike Lee. Spike Lee. They got New York. I mean, that's that's pretty enticing to most people for some reason. It is. It is. I mean, I, what I, I wouldn't want to fucking live in New York. Yeah, no, all the rats. I mean, if I was a if, if I was a fucking NBA player, I'd want to be in a small market, less traffic, less fucking chance of going out in public, like and people recognizing you. But I mean, those days are done for Giannis, though. Yeah, but at the same time, like, uh, fame's a strong drug, man. These guys like their yeah, fame. Yeah. I mean, look at LeBron, bro. Yeah. He loves his fucking fame. I, I think Chris Paul does too. I, I think, think that, yeah. I think he's going to either L.A. or New York, and he's it's, it's one of those two. I mean, he still has a house in L.A. He's used to playing in Staples. And he wants to play with LeBron. Always and has. He was supposed to be a Laker 10 years ago with Kobe. Yeah. I could see it easily happening. I just, I don't know. I mean. It, but do you want a team with a 37-year-old Chris Paul? A 30, what is it, LeBron, 37? Uh, He's going to be 37 this year. A 37 LeBron and a 28 AD where you don't, you don't really know what you're getting with him at this point. It's better than what I got now. I mean, it is. It is. But would you rather go out? And get like a cheaper option, and then maybe upgrade somewhere else. Like make the team better overall, rather than just saying, "Hey, f- you know, fuck everybody else. We're just gonna bring in Chris Paul and have, fuck, I don't know, Alex Caruso is our best bench guy." I mean, that's basically what they're running it with this year. I mean, th- yeah, that's true. I, I don't one know. thing's for sure: get Kuz the fuck out of town. He wants to be out of town too. The, later. Yeah, he, he, I don't know where he wants to go, but he wants to be out of town. He thinks he could still be an all star. It's just, uh, I, I mean, I you know, if you. That's you have to think that way though if you're in, if you're in the league you right. got you got to think that way you're not gonna make it right and I get that yeah hundred percent I, I don't know man I'll, we'll see what happens with Chris Paul I I not that I don't want him on the Lakers I just he doesn't change my life yeah I don't wake up and feel better with Chris Paul and you know what oh, I mean fuck like no. it's cool but it's just like I don't even know what the team looks like at that point LeBron wants to run the point you know what I mean I'm sure he'd give it up to Chris Paul but how many times have these guys had a chance to play with each other and they've passed LeBron passed on Melo how many times well that's Melo. LeBron passed on Chris Paul how many times? I mean, he shipped Dwayne Wade out of town from Cleveland. I mean, like, how many times these guys had a chance to play with each other and they're just like, no, I'm good. Yeah, that's fair. So it just, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, if he stays in Phoenix, I won't be surprised. I don't think that Sarver and James Jones, the GM, are going to, Sarver's the owner. I don't think they're going to pay him 40, 45 million a year. No. Don't get me wrong. But I think he'd be okay taking 2025 with the Oh, he's not taking 2025. He's not getting no 40 fucking million dollars from the Lakers. 
And he ain't going to the Lakers. He's going forty he's go- million dollars. He's going whoever's giving him the most money. What did he show me that made him worth forty million dollars? Don't ask me. You're thirty seven. I, I, I wouldn't even pay him twenty. I'd be like, look, Chris, look, real quick. You're thirty seven. Okay, I'm not paying you a salary more than your fucking age at this point. That's not happening. There's one guy in the league I will pay that for, and I'm already paying him that. And even then, I don't think that motherfucker is worth it at this point. And we'll get into Space Jam in a little while, but I, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if LeBron's worth that at this point. But you got to give LeBron that he's been the best player in the league until the last couple of years for a decade, and yeah. he's a generational talent. Like, I, we know the LeBron story, so you got to give LeBron that. If there's a max guy in the league, it's LeBron. But it's just, come on, man. No, I'm not giving you $40 million, Chris Paul. No, would you show me? Yeah. At 10 points in game four. $40 million? For what? A second round bounce? At the hands of Denver, at the hands of Phoenix, at the hands of, you know what I mean? The Clippers. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Let's take a break real quick, and then we will get into the abomination of the summer, Space Jam. And we're back. So, Space Jam: A New Legacy came out over the weekend and debuted with thirty-one million dollars at the box office. It was number one in the country, and it was the highest-grossing movie during the pandemic. Which I guess there's still a pandemic going on. I thought it was kind of over, but I guess now we're back to masks in San Fran and L.A., which makes sense. Um, but it is the movie family event of the summer, according to a Warner Brothers executive. And LeBron said hi, haters, in an Instagram post talking about the success of the movie. Um, the budget was a hundred. $150 million and opening weekend you made 30. I'm not a mathematician. Mm, that's not very good. That is a flop. That's a LeBron flop. Yeah. I'll let you go, man. We saw the movie together. What'd you think about Space Jam a new legacy? I think something we need to take in consider- into consideration with something like Space Jam is that it's not made for people our age. You could tell when you go and sit down and those eight previews come on and they're all animated movies. That's a little kid movie. Right. It's got Bugs Bunny. It's got the whole gang. I mean, that that's a movie for little kids. What's up, Doc? Yeah, that's a movie for little <laughs> kids. And I think that's something that we kind of need to think about a little bit more. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, we... Because we grew up with the, the original Space Jam. So we had high expectations because of how much the original Space Jam played in our childhood. But, man, this new Space Jam was really, really bad. LeBron James is not a very good actor. I mean, really, I don't know if it's him or if it was just the whole movie because the whole movie was not, like, the acting was just very bad. I literally, (laughs) I wanted to leave about 20 minutes into it because I was like, this is going to be fucking terrible. Oh, I did too. I had work like six hours after the movie was over. Yeah. I was like, oh, I had an eight hour day that day. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I was like, dude, I I don't want to be here. (laughs) Like, Like we said when we were there, it also didn't help that there was eight previews. Right. By the, time counted. The, by the time the movie started, the, it was pop, the popcorn was cold, the right. blue moon was warm. That's not a good start. That's not a good start. And then with how bad the movie, it just made for an overall not very good experience. Even George, George said it was terrible. Yeah. It, it, just, it, was, it just wasn't very good. And I think, I, I don't want to critique it too hard just because I think it's a movie that's made for little kids. But at the same time, it's something that all of us wanted to watch because it's got LeBron, it's Space Jam. So we weren't going to not watch it. Right. I mean, that's kind of my take on it. I, th- I, I thought it was downright terrible. Here's my beef, okay? It's not that LeBron is a horrible actor, because he is. LeBron was fucking bad in this movie. Okay? Terrible. He was bad. Michael Jordan wasn't bad in Space Jam. Michael Jordan played his role as well as he could have. And look, 
When you make a second version of something Jordan did and you constantly compare yourself to him, that is what we're going to compare you against. Compared to Michael Jordan's performance, LeBron was fucking horrendous. Okay? It's a kid's movie. I understand that. It's part of our childhood. The first Space Jam isn't fucking good. No. And that's one thing that kind of got lost in all this is like Space Jam is like this cult classic. Not if you're fucking 40. If you're 22, 24, like we are, you know, I think George's like 25. Like, yeah, it's a classic movie because it came out 25 years ago. We were little fucking kids. Bugs Bunny. I get all that. My big problem with this, man, it felt like one long fucking commercial. It did. Yeah. Every fucking cloud, every little thing was a Nike swoosh. You had fucking Pennywise and Rick and Morty and all these different properties Just Warner a bunch Brothers of random owns. shit. Yeah, you had like all the 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 three uh, characters from a Clockwork Orange, like a fucking scary, gruesome fucking movie. They were there in the audience. Like it was just the weirdest shit in the entire world. It was a long ass commercial, and I just I, I don't know. It's almost like Warner Brothers was like championing what they've done over the years, and it's yeah. like I understand that, but the first Space Jam didn't have all that. No, the first Space Jam had the Looney Tunes and stuff, but I feel like Warner Brothers kind of knew what got them to this point because that is what got them to this point. Warner Brothers wouldn't be shit without the Looney Tunes characters. Oh, that was the big kickoff. I mean, they've been around 100 fucking years at this point. Yeah. And you're bringing up everything that's been successful in the last 25, 30 years, and and I understand that, but I'm sure I'm missing a ton of references to stuff. It, It just, look, we all had a drink. I think George and shout out to Derek. Derek was actually there for that one too. I think they had two or three drinks before they showed up. And George put it best. He said, I was half tipsy and that shit was still ass. Yeah. And it's fucking true, man. Oh yeah. There was not one scene where we laughed because it was funny. It was bad and we laughed. It was cringe and we laughed. And not only is LeBron not a good actor, but I feel like in a way, man, he was the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Let's really break this down. So, I can't believe we're doing this with the kids movie, but look, Don Cheadle, great actor. He's been in tons of movies, obviously. He, he's a seasoned, weathered actor. Don Cheadle, I thought he was great. I mean, he played exactly what he should have played. He was algae rhythm, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize till yesterday when I was washing dishes at work that it means algorithm. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> he's algae rhythm. He does good, but I don't, I don't know who I'm cheering for because halfway through the movie, Dom, who is LeBron's son, you know, hypothetically, his second son in the movie is with Algae Rhythm and the Goon Squad, as they call them. And not only they're tearing up the Toon Squad and fucking dominating them, but also it's just like he's like actually giving this kid attention. Yeah. And like playing his video game with him. And I know it's manipulative. I know the whole, I get the whole plot. I mean, obviously, it doesn't take a lot to to follow it okay but at the same time it's almost like lebron is the bad dude in a way because he is not letting his son be him he is pushing back on what he wants to do he doesn't know how to relate to his son it's very odd it's it's and i understand it's like the whole premise of he has to get his son back he has to play the the goon squad and beat him and you know he's gonna beat him the whole time and all this stuff also Um, very strange point system in that game very strange. Yeah, that too. That too. Very like hard style to points and very hard to follow. Uh, follow. Also, the game took like a fucking hour. Yeah, that 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 was a little much. I mean, god damn! Like, not only did it take a half hour. Oh, also that like Superman, Batman, all those fucking references where he's like, "Nah, I think we should get Superman to be on the team." Like, not only is it fitting because LeBron needs every good player on his team to fucking win, but also mm. it's like, mm. Mm. It, it's also just because like. <laughs> Like, why, why is Superman and Rick and Morty and Pennywise the fucking clown from It in Space Jam? 
Yeah, it had literally nothing to do with it. It had nothing to fucking do with it, man. And, like, the whole point that Algie Rhythm, Don Cheeto, is making, the whole thing starts off with him trying to put LeBron in the Warner Brothers universe. And we're going to put you in all these movies, the DC movies, and, you know, and you could be in the sewer and scare the kids. You could do all this weird shit as LeBron James. And, he, you know, he, he's too good for it. He's like, man, I, I'm an athlete. Athletes don't act. And boy, no, they don't. truer words never <laughs> spoken in that fucking movie than that. LeBron's one of the greatest athletes to ever live. There was a time he was the best athlete on planet Earth for probably six, seven, eight years. He was obviously the best player in basketball, and he had a real shot to pass Jordan for a, a couple seasons. I'll give him that. He, he had a real chance. If he would have beat that KD Warriors team once or twice, especially twice, uh, he, he would have had – it would have been tough. And yeah. uh, you can go 6-0 and oh all day. That's a different topic, different day. But he really had a chance. And this movie got filmed and made in 2019, right after they got AD. And let's talk about AD and Damon Clay, man. Clay was on a torn ACL, so he's barely in the fucking movie. I assume he had a bigger role before he got hurt. Yeah. He's supposed to be Wet Fire, which is this guy that shoots threes, and when it goes through the net, it's, a, it's an explosion, but he's wet, so like you you can't dribble through him, and, and I, I don't even know what the fuck. And then Dame Dalla is Dame Time, and he has like a gold fucking Rolex or, or a Hublot or whatever yeah. the fuck watch he has, and it's, it, it, you know, it's like it goes tick, tick, and then, you know, he like makes a shot, and I, I don't... I don't know, man. It just, it wasn't well thought out. I feel like they just did it for a money grab, but it's not even a fucking money grab. You made 30 yeah. million on a $150 million budget. Yeah. And the CGI is terrible. Um, Lola Bunny, which is really funny, not attractive. That was a big thing everyone pointed out. I didn't really get that when you're a kid. You're not thinking about that kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, I mean, kids start into that kind of stuff till they're teenagers. That that's when you start figuring stuff out. But yeah, Lola Bunny, like you know, no tits, no ass. People are really up in arms about that. I'm not saying I was. I just thought that was kind of a funny observation. Everyone's like, "Wow, Lola's not as good looking." I'm like, "It's a cartoon." Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like when people like talk about Lois. It's like that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, but it's just like I, I don't know, man. And it's so politically correct. Um, Bugs Bunny wasn't even that interesting. I, I feel like this was so forced and I know it's a family thing, but you know what really, really, really ruined it for me? Mm. There was two scenes. It's halftime. They're in the locker room. LeBron's going off. Like I assume he has on teammates before, <laughs> man, you guys ain't passing me the fucking ball, but you know, all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, come on, Doc. We're just doing what we can, Doc. Like, I don't know how many times fucking Bugs Bunny has to say Doc in the fucking movie. LeBron's the furthest thing from a goddamn doctor. If he was doing surgery on me, I'd cancel the fucking appointment. Okay? At guard, 6'6", six, six, from the University of North Carolina, Michael Jordan. I thought that shit was funny. And then here comes Michael B. Jordan. I thought that, that that was the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Eating a churro, eating a croissant. He's eating something. Basically doing the Bugs Bunny, like, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? That was that, To me, that was the best part of the movie. That fucking killed it for me because it was so predictable. Oh, it was, yeah. And yeah. It, it's... You know why it was predictable? Because I just saw LeBron hanging out with Michael B. Jordan and Drake sipping wine before a playoff game. That's why I was predictable. I just saw Drake and Michael B. Jordan courtside at the Laker Warrior game. That's how I knew. There's It's promotion. It's Hollywood. It's, you know what I mean? I get all that. Fine. If, if that was the best part to you, I'll give you that. It wasn't to me. I was just like, I'm kind of out of it. The blue moon was wearing off. I was starting to realize just how really terrible this fucking movie was. Um, another thing. Porky Pig? Is that his name? Is mm -hmm. it Porky? Mm-hmm. 
When Porky starts fucking rap battling as the notorious PIG against what? Algae Rhythm? Oh my fucking God. And then I don't know what in the fuck he said. Then LeBron's like, oh damn, he's got bars. Like, it's so fucking cr- It's like LeBron wrote the script. Yeah, it's cringe. It is horrible humor. I didn't laugh not once at something funny. If I laughed, it was because it was fucking horrible. Um, it, you know what this movie really seemed like, though? And I'll give it a pass. I'll give it a LeBron pass because of this. It seemed like a COVID movie. Okay. This movie obviously was done in the middle of this whole pandemic in Hollywood. This literally is a movie where maybe eight to 10 Warner Brothers producers and or executives are swapping scenes and email files. They're throwing shit together. They're talking over the phone, over Zoom. It seems like a Zoom movie. It seems like they were not all on the Warner Brothers campus, which by the way, I don't know how many times you guys show the Warner Brothers campus. It's not a good campus. You ever been to Universal Studios campus? A lot fucking nicer than Warner Brothers campus. I've been to both. I can tell you from firsthand experience. Hollywood's fucking trash unless you go to Rodeo Drive. And that's no disrespect to the Hollywood people, okay? I love my Lakers. I love the Lakers and go Chargers. They should be in San Diego still, but I mean, it's fucking garbage, man. Who the fuck wants to hang out in Hollywood? A good friend of ours, shout out to Travis, said he went to Hollywood to go to Universal Studios. Said it was the worst fucking place he ever visited. Nothing but tents and trash everywhere. Yeah. Come on, man. That's what the Warner Brothers campus is. Warner Brothers is very odd as a movie company. And and this is a sports pod, so we have to get all into movies. I'm not even a big movie buff because you know how I feel about Hollywood. And I think there's an Illuminati and stuff. Also, go see certain stuff. But it, it, I have a hard time dealing with that stuff, just the moral compass of it. But Warner Brothers will go from having a billion-dollar movie like Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker and then have a fucking flop like this. Yeah. And still somehow be profitable. The you want original- to know why? Looney Tunes. But they made so much money off Looney Tunes, and they still do. That's and, how they stay DC. profitable. And, and DC, DC. Yeah, DC is very profitable. Batman, Superman. That, that's always yeah. going to be. Uh, I, and I and I get that. I get that. But yeah. Warner Brothers Campus, man. I just don't. They have so many flops of movies that. I mean, also like the It series they've redone. I mean, I like the first original. Um, and I like the remake they did back in like 2016, 17 range. I didn't like the very last one a year or two ago, but look, man, this is a hundred percent a COVID movie. That's what I equated to. And there's going to be a lot of movies that end up like this because I realized this after I saw space jam, but I've seen three movies this summer. (laughs) And this is my next point about Hollywood. I'll get to in a sec. I saw fast and furious nine purge five and space jam two. There's no original ideas in Hollywood anymore. There's no creativity. It's very soulless. It's a cash grab. It's it's just, it's promotion for everything else they're doing. I feel like this movie was not centered around LeBron and the Looney Tunes. It was centered around everything else we've done, and we're going to champion that. Yeah. And for you to pick Space Jam to do that, odd. It, it's just very odd. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, do you think Space Jam is going to make you a billion dollars? Do you know how many fucking people hate LeBron James just because he compares himself to Michael? Yeah. Do you know how many people hate LeBron James because of the Black Lives Matter stuff? Do you know how many people hate LeBron James because of how he plays the game of basketball? And do you know how many people hate him because he calls himself the goat? He calls himself the king. He calls himself the chosen one. That's a lot of fucking people, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, this seems like it was done very quickly as well. I realize that the NBA offseason is short. They started filming this in June 2019. I think they wrapped in August or September. It seems like it took it. It, it was that short a time for everything. 
Um, it, it really seems like this was an email file movie. This was a, hey, send me that scene from Space Jam. Hey, send me that animation so I can fill out the rest of the fucking, hey, should we call Zendaya to be Lola Bunny? Hey, um... You know, Dame hit that one shot in the playoffs. Maybe he should be the third co-star of LeBron because you can't recruit anyone fucking else. I mean, how many guys turn him down? Steph, KD, Giannis, I think fucking Jokic. I mean, these guys were turning him down left and right. This was the best he could do. One of them is his fucking teammate. Yeah. You know, and like in the movie, it's like AD has the brow and stuff like that. And I mean, LeBron had like a good burn against him. But he's like, man, look at what they're doing to my boy AD. And it's just like, it's so fucking bad, dude. I think piss drunk, like you got to get me an Uber, Al, I need to ride home kind of drunk. This still would have been just as bad. There's nothing that could have made this movie better. And that's not to say the first one is that great because it's not. He had better players. Jordan did. Barkley, uh, Ewing, Muggsy Bogues. I mean, he had guys that were like, you'll remember them 25, 30 years from now. Are we going to remember Dame Lillard playing fucking Dame time in Space Jam? Even Anthony Davis. Okay, and I respect Don Cheadle, but Bill Murray's a way, way better actor than Don Cheadle. A lot more iconic as well. I don't even think Don Cheadle would take that personal. You had Bill Murray in the original, man. You had fucking, I think Larry Bird was there. Am I wrong? Larry Bird was in the fucking movie. I think they golfed or something like that. And then like, it was just a lot more creative. The fucking Toon Squad would tip the green so Jordan's ball went in. Like, it was just so much more. Also watching The Last Dance, though, when he was kicking everyone's ass from like eight to midnight on the set of the Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Like just in this like this tent they made for him and he was working his ass off. There's just so many things around the original that just you cannot recreate. This was not only a cash grab. This is LeBron James trying to be Michael Jordan I hope once and for all because everything he's done to this point and look this movie solidifies the fact that Jordan is better than LeBron how are you going to let Jordan be a better player and a better actor than you you got to beat him at one of them Jordan never went to play for the Lakers he never went to play for the Clippers LeBron wants to be Mr. fucking Hollywood he's just there's not much personality with him man there's just not a lot there with LeBron. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a COVID movie. I don't really have much else to say about it. All I know is that once Porky Pig started rapping and fucking, you know what I mean? And and he wants Superman and they can, you know, only get fucking Lola and all these other mother, Elmer Fudd and all these motherfuckers and the CGI was bad and, and all these guys. I just, I don't know. LeBron, he's just not a good actor. Yeah. I just, you got to equate it to that. And also... The family movie event of the summer, it's like, okay, how many movies are coming out this summer? You made $30 million, Doc. Yeah. You didn't make $250 million out the gate. You know, I just, Hollywood is just full of nothing but sequels. I, I Look, I'm going to go see the new Suicide Squad. You want to know what that is? A sequel. Yeah. And it's not even a direct sequel. It's the bullshit where they remarket it, and it's like a whole new thing. I, I've seen that there's interviews and stuff. And my guy Pete Davidson is in it. Shout out to Pete if he's listening anywhere. I fucking love Pete Davidson. He's in it, so I'm going to go see it. He's in there for like two seconds, I heard. But Suicide Squad is still, I'll still go see it. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Um, Idris Elba's in it. John Cena's in it. But they're doing press runs about how big John Cena's dick is. That's kind of strange. Yeah. But that's Hollywood for you. That's Hollyweird for you. It's fucking weird, man. So, I, I don't know. There's just not a lot of soul in Hollywood. And I don't think there has been for a while. But I think COVID especially fucked it up. Because all the movies coming out were done in 2019. 
and they had to market them and they had to wait a year. And it's just like all these fake expectations get built up. And I remember LeBron did an interview with Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson, the, the road tripping podcast last year. And he said that he wanted movie theaters the first weekend to be back open after the pandemic to be when space jam came out. And I think it would have been a lot worse if that was the case, man. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I, I, don't think you. I don't think you would have pulled 30. You would have pulled 15 or 20. Because people are still a little afraid to go out, I feel like. I mean, there's yeah. people like us that are just waiting to go to the theater. And you can equate it to, oh, you're young. You want to live. I'm not a big party guy. I don't fucking, I don't go to bars. But, like, I'll go to theaters. I'll go do stuff like that. You know what I mean? And they're not wrong. I mean, this was supposed to be this big event where people are waiting to come back outside. And it just wasn't, it wasn't that, man. There was yeah. also, I wonder how much they paid for like advertisement and stuff because there was, every other commercial was fucking, yeah. you know, fucking Some what's up, of, doc? And yeah. then yeah, all that kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Oh, God. I, I'm done, man. I just, yeah. LeBron, dude, you're never going to catch Jordan, dude. It's just not going to happen. I, I've talked to enough people. You see enough highlights. It's like, is LeBron ever going to have a flu game? Is LeBron ever going to have, he's never going to have a three-peat? No. Is he ever going to have a fucking game 698 where he has 45 and an iconic shot to end his Bulls career? Like, no, man. No way. No, man, it's not going to happen. LeBron, you could be top five, top ten ever. You're not going to be top one, bro. I'd even go as far as to say Kobe might be better. That's how bad those movie was. Uh, so, anyway, I, I'm done ranting. I'm done talking in a bunch of circles, man. Let's take another break, and then we'll get into some Team USA stuff and Dame Lillard's trade request. And we're back on. So, Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers point guard, shooting guard, whatever, requested a trade out of Portland. Not officially, but reports have leaked that he's going to request a trade, which is a nice way of saying I'm requesting a trade. So the Kings, the Rockets, the Knicks, the right, the Knicks are in the fold, the Sixers, and who else? There's one other team I'm forgetting. I didn't pull up the I can't list. Remember, yeah. I can't remember either, but they're all in the mix to try and get Damian Lillard, excuse me, out of Portland. You're a Kings fan. What do you make of this? Do the Kings have a shot to get him? How do you feel about the trade? I mean, I think the Kings have a shot, but I don't know if it's just, I just don't know if it's worth it for them. I mean, you'd throw away, I mean, whatever little future you do have for Dame. Who Dame's a great player, but if you take away Fox and Halliburton and, you know, seven future first-round picks for Dame, are the Kings going to make the playoffs? I still don't think so. So I, I think he's, I don't, I think he's going to be in Portland this year. Because I just don't think anyone's going to be willing to give up two young, good, controllable NBA players and seven first-round picks. I mean, I'm sure someone might, but I just... I think that's that's way too much for a guy. How old is Dame? 32? Uh, I think it's 31. Okay. Let's look this up. Let's see what's going on with this. Dame Lillard. Let's see. Compelling content for the pod. Come on, man. Show me his fucking age. 1990, 31. So he's 30. Okay, so 31. I wouldn't give up that much for a 31-year-old player. Dame's incredible. Don't get me wrong. But unless I'm someone like Philly, I'm not giving that up. A team that needs to win now and has someone like Ben Simmons that you can trade. Who, at the end of the day, Ben Simmons is what he is, but he has a lot of value. Does he? Like, I think he does. I feel I, like we have sat here and no, said... Listen, here, hold on a second. All right. This is, I think, one of those things where coaches get egotistical. Oh, I can fix him. Bring him to me. I'll, I'll make him the, best, the one of the best players in the league. 
Do you think Chauncey feels that way about Ben Simmons? I don't know. I don't know what Chauncey feels. But I think that that does happen, though, where coaches say, I can make him better than they made him, which is Doc Rivers, so I'm not going to disagree with you. But I just I don't think anyone's willing to give that up for a 31-year-old player anymore, especially with this year seeing how how the NBA has kind of shifted to a younger man's game a little bit because you had Giannis win the championship who's what 26 right uh yeah 26 and then you had Devin Booker was the second best player in that series he's 25 or 26 maybe 24 but I think the NBA is kind of starting to shift more towards young younger guys and I just I don't I don't think trading two young guys and seven first round picks for a name is worth it and I don't I don't see anyone doing it do you think he peaked that 2018-2019 season? Was that his best it's, season he's going to have? I do think that's his best season, but I don't think he's going to average less than 28 a game. Because I think it's also easy to forget about him up in Portland because, you know, when are the how often are the Trailblazers on the national stage? How often do they have, you know, the TNT Wednesday night game? Like, not not too often. Right. Um, and, you know, most of the time they play at 7 o'clock at night, which the East Coast is already lights out by then. Yeah. So... I think it's really easy to forget about Damon and forget about how good he is. But I just, I, I don't think trading that much for him is worth it. Okay. All right. So Dame, his trade request. I don't understand the Kings and the Rockets. I don't know if that's like his list. Or no, that's just, just teams that have inquired. Yeah. Because I really think it's, it's Philly versus themselves. I think so too. I, I don't see any other team putting up a real fight for this. I, I wishful thinking wanted him to go to the Lakers, but uh, look, man. 31 years old. He had a hell of a week last week. So his birthday was the 15th, which was Thursday. Space mm-hmm. Jam came out Friday. He also requested the trade last week, and he's going to Tokyo for the Olympics, which start, I think the first game for them is actually Sunday, but it starts Friday. The Olympics start in two days, which we'll get to the Olympics here in a minute. But um, nothing's happened. This is just predictions. I feel like, okay, look, let's get into this Ben Simmons thing, man. <sighs> Weren't we just killing this fucking guy a month ago for passing up a goddamn dunk in Game 7 at home and passing it to Thibel, who was double-teamed in the lane? Yeah. So why does he have all this fucking trade value all of a sudden? Like, he's the guy who's going to change someone's future. Ben Simmons hasn't changed anyone's luck since LSU. You know what they did? They didn't even make the fucking Mar- March Madness tournament when he was there. I don't even think he played, though, did he? I don't know, because he was fucking hurt, probably. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I'm just, I don't understand, man. He's supposed to be this guy. He's supposed to be the 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 centerpiece of any Sixers trade. And it's like, look, I think these teams should inquire about Embiid before Ben fucking Simmons. What are you going to fix about this guy? He already has his max contract. He's already fucked a Jenner. Like, his ego's already through the roof, man. He's not going to change his jump shot. Is he going to pass up another dunk for me when I need him the most? And if he goes to Portland... Is he the best player? I mean, I think CJ would be the best player on the team, but if he's my second best player, we're not doing a goddamn thing in the West. It makes no sense for the Blazers to trade him there. If I'm the Blazers, I want Joel Embiid back. I might want them both for Dame Lillard. Yeah, I It's mean, not going to happen, but I just don't understand this whole Ben Simmons. And then who else are you going to throw in there? Tobias Harris? What's he going to do for me, man? If I'm the Blazers, we just gave Dame in 2019, we gave him a four-year, what, $250 million deal, like highest-paid NBA player ever. I think even still, no one's gotten a higher deal because everyone switches teams. He got that because he stayed on the team and the Supermax, and you mm-hmm. can make more money rules, if you stay yeah. on your team. So I think he's still the highest-paid player salary-wise in NBA history. No one's made a higher salary in a single season than Dame. Maybe Steph, but I, I don't think so. Um, I actually think it's Russell Westbrook. But he switched teams. No, but I think he still has like the hot. He made that most like in one year. 
He made $50 million? I, I thought I seen something that it was him. I could be wrong, though. Okay. I, I mean, who knows? Who yeah, knows? Who, but yeah. either way, man, I just don't... I, I don't understand this. I don't understand the move. Um, the Knicks, what are they going to give up? Julius Randle? I mean, I'm not giving up Julius Randle. He was just an all-NBA guy. I don't know how he didn't make Team USA. I, I don't know how JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson got there before Julius Randle. But maybe he didn't want to play. I, I mean, maybe. Aaron Fox didn't want to play. Yeah, that's odd, though. Like, you know, I'm playing Team USA, like the exposure, like you can prove yourself, get around these other guys, you know, learn them a little bit, play some poker. Fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't no, know. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah, man, I just don't really know what the Blazers do. And if I had to hedge my bet, I don't think they'd trade him. I don't. I don't. You can want to trade anywhere. all you want, but where, where are you going to go? Where, where would you go to be happy? First of all, give me a real answer. That's what I'd ask. And second of all, it's like, I don't want Ben Simmons, Dame. Yeah. Like, plus, you signed the fucking contract. This has become a trend. AD did it. Harden did it. I, fucking KD damn near did it. Except he was an actual free agent. It's like all these guys are demanding, you know, to get out of there two, three years early. It's like you're still under a deal, man. We didn't for, we didn't put a gun to your head. You forced it or you signed it on your own. No one forced you to do it. I just don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't understand it. But he is 31 and he's on Team USA. And I just... The season starts back up in October, and I mean, these guys are going to be fucking exhausted, man. Like, oh, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. if I, I don't blame anyone for not playing in the Olympics after what's happened with COVID and everything, and yeah. even what's happening over in Japan. Um, but yeah, dude, I, Dame, where does he go? I have no fucking idea. Let's get into Team USA. I saw a thing where, look, Olympians fuck, okay? They're good looking. They all got muscles. They all are winners. They all got ego. They all think they can talk and spit game. And I'm sure a lot of them can. They're having uh, cardboard beds. Did you see that? They have cardboard beds. I can only fit the weight of one person. That way, in the Olympic Village, there's not a chance for them to hook up with other athletes and pass COVID to each other. I say, hey, there's a whole floor right there. You really want to get it on. You don't need the cardboard fucking bed. You know what I mean? I thought that was very odd, and that was the only reason they got. That's the only reason they have cardboard beds was so they so the the intimacy levels are down at the Olympics this year. Which I mean, as a kid, you know that that stuff happens, but I didn't realize the Olympians were fucking like that. Like I'd save my energy for the gold medal game. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I want that gold. (laughs) I want that a lot more than I want some box. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Team USA basketball? This is just Team USA basketball. We don't know much about any other thing. Michael Phelps isn't in it. Um, for one of the weaker teams we've had since like yeah. 2000, 2004. What do you think? I mean, I still expect them to win, obviously, because I think that they have the best team and they have Popovich coaching. But, I mean, I'm not as confident as I've been in years past. I just I think it was what you said. I think after this last season, the bubble, and then the quick start to this season, I think a lot of guys just didn't want to play. They need the extra month and a half to recover. Because Kevin Durant's not going to have any rest. He's going to go straight from the Olympics to the next season. Like, he might have, what, like a couple weeks before training camp really kicks off? A month, yeah. Six weeks. So, I mean... Is he it, was off for a year and a half, though. I Yeah, that's true. But I, I understand, like, putting on, like, the, you know, the, the jersey that says USA and having your name on it. Like, that's cool as shit. Like, that's, you know, everyone should want to do that. Like, fuck, I would, want, I would do that tomorrow if I was six, seven. Right. Um, but... I think that they're still going to win. I'm just, uh, you know, it, it's hard because I don't, I don't even know who's on other teams these days because, one, I don't, I just don't fucking know. I'll put it in perspective. Uh, remember Louis Scola? Yeah. He is now 41 years old and plays for the Argentina team still. Oh, good for him. I mean, I know 
Well, Aust- Ben Simmons isn't playing, so he's not playing for Australia. Mm. Um, I, don't think, like I, don't, I, I literally don't even know, like, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> they should They should win. They should. What do you make of the cardboard box beds? That's not going to stop anybody if that's what it's really for. Dude, there's a whole floor. It's there's not, a whole floor. It's, it's not going to stop anyone. Also, it's Tokyo, Japan. I'm sure there's a hotel around. That doesn't have cardboard Here's, beds. Is it like the bubble? Are they allowed? Are they not allowed to leave? No, they're allowed to leave. They just put up cardboard beds because I guess there's a lot of fucking that goes on in the Olympic Village where all the Olympians are supposed to stay. Yeah. And they're not forced to stay there, but they usually, I assume, hook up in between games and stuff like that. But like I said, and so I'm not even kidding. I would save my energy for the game. Yeah. For the, for the tournament. Like, I'm not wasting all that on... I, I don't... I got one question. Huh. Is Rachel Nichols there? No. Oh, okay. But Jimmy Butler's not there. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sure they're in Miami somewhere having a great time. They're in the Grand Floridian still. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Rachel Are you calling her a hoe? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Um, Team USA, I would say that we're not going to win just because that's gut feeling. I seriously, I have a tough time wrapping my head around how we're going to fucking win gold. That's, These guys I, are absolutely exhausted. And I, well, the other thing is I just don't know who's on other teams, though. That's the only reason I'm saying. Louis fucking Scola. Yeah. Guys like that. I mean, what, is Pau Gasol still on Spain? Like, I mean, come on, man. This is like the fourth and fifth Olympics for these guys. Like, yeah. Louis Scola won a gold in 2004 with Manu on Argentina. Like, I don't know. I feel like the biggest competition would still be Spain or Argentina for us, but we've lost two exhibition games and Popovich is the coach is his first Olympics. And I just, I don't know how, I don't know how dedicated everyone is, man. I feel like everyone's exhausted. And if you agreed to play on this thing, I, I just, I don't know, man, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a, especially if you're just in the playoffs, like a KD was and stuff like that. Um, I mean, the best player on the team's KD, but also like Dame starting, and here's the thing. This team is not nearly as dominant as the 2008 and 2012 teams. Also, Melo's not there. and I mean, he plays great in the Olympics. I mean, fuck me. He got three golds. Yeah. Um, no LeBron, no Kobe, no Dwayne Wade, no, no Chris Paul, no Dwight Howard. Steph's never played on the Olympic teams. Oh, that's funny true. enough. Okay. But true. yeah, sure. No Steph, no Clay. Uh, Draymond Green is there. Do you think Draymond mm-hmm. and KD are going to go at each other again? Sure, why not? They say their brothers are good and they love each other again, which I believe. I mean, you know, good for them. Yeah, like cool. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from Team USA. I really don't. I mean, look, if I had to go chips in the middle of the table, all my chips aren't going there because I, I just I feel like there's going to be some slip up somewhere. There's going to be one of those eighty to seventy nine games where KD's off and Dame fucking shoots three for eighteen and it's just it doesn't look good. Also, JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson are on the team. After Bradley Beal and Kevin Love dropped out. Those are two huge downgrades. Also, Kevin Love made the team. That's actually wild. Come on, man. Over Julius Randle, bro? I would have taken JaVale McGee over Kevin Love. <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, come on. JaVale McGee? I just, I, I don't know. It's Pop's first turn. Um, to look, I have a Team USA hoodie. It's Team USA all the way. I'm not picking against my Team USA basketball guys, but... I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about this. Also, I thought for a second uh, DeMarcus Cousins made the team. Oh, he's not on the team, huh? I don't think so, but no. I, I mean, I'm, I was like, DeMarcus Cousins? Like, how many teams has he been on since he left Sacramento? Since he left New Orleans? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. 
So, yeah, man, I don't know. Team USA, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Olympics start Friday, July 23rd, and they wrap up Sunday, August 8th. I assume we're going to come back in here and talk a little bit about Team USA basketball, maybe. All the games air at such weird times. It's Tokyo, and there's yeah. so many things going on. I saw the first game was against, like, Nigeria or something like that, against Africa. And it's, like, Sunday at, like, 4 a.m. on, like, some weird NBC. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to see that. No. No chance. So it's just no like, chance. I mean, how many games am I going to actually be able to watch? That's the problem with the Olympics. There's so much going on. It's like, what am I going to be able to really watch? I feel like it'd be one of the coolest things to ever go to. Um, a personal goal of mine is to maybe do some coverage at the LA Olympics in 2028, the Summer Olympics. It'll be at SoFi Stadium, and I assume the Clippers' new arena is going to be used and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. You know what I mean? That's just like a, a personal thing of mine, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's such a global event, and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Are you a TikToker? Do you go on TikTok a lot? I know you post sometimes. Yeah, I, but I, I do TikTok. You know, I saw this thing in the 2012 ceremony, the opening ceremony. Um, it was in London, England, and it was a bunch of doctors and, and babies, and, and, and these babies were, like, crying, and moms were crying holding them, and it was, like, this weird, like, COVID, like, preview thing, in my opinion. It was very odd. Um, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. I kind of want to see what happens in this ceremony. Like, what are they going to show us that'll happen in 10 years? You know what I mean? Like, it's very odd, man. Like, the Olympics are a huge global stage, and it's just like, I feel like there's always something they got to put out there, some agenda they got to push. Just like The Simpsons. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. There's always so many times you can do the coincidence bullshit. Like, really? The 9-11 fucking magazine? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Trump, all that kind of stuff. Like, fucking the swipe. Jesus Christ, the swine flu, like all that kind of stuff is just, it's very odd to me. It's very odd. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I got. Hour 17, we did Space Jam, we did the finals. Giannis is the best player in the league now. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to hit on? No. Dog days of summer have arrived, I think. Yeah. Uh, we have a short little time until the NFL season. The nice thing is that the Olympics will lead us right into it. I wish this was a schedule every year. Yeah. I wish this is what happened every year because it's perfect. Like, NBA starts at Christmas. They go all the way into mid-July. Mid-July is when training camp starts. Hard knock starts a couple weeks after training camp starts. Fantasy football. Fantasy football drafts. And then come September, the real games start. And people care about preseason and training camp. I mean, it's yeah. just not as much. But people gear up and they watch the hard knocks and they do all that kind of stuff. So, um, And then, yeah, fantasy stuff, of course. Everyone starts joining their leagues. Like, it's August is when everything really starts. But dog days of summer, man. These last couple weeks of July are always tough. So, We'll see what happens. Um, I think it'll be a couple weeks before we get back in here, but that's totally okay. Um, so, yeah, man, if you don't have anything else, I guess we can get out of here. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I'll be back here next week with another podcast. And then episode 100, we're going to do something pretty special. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I don't know if it'll be the fantasy draft. I'd like it to be. But if not, I want to have a couple first-time guests do some call-ins, call some people up. Just kind of have like a bullshit episode, not a thing where we have a list. Just something where we just kind of celebrate and we just kind of give back and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But that's it. We'll see you guys later and have a good day. Bye-bye.